after my first week of getting to know everyone, I was told, well, good luck. You're going <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> launch audiobooks. And we wanted some time before, uh, preferably, uh, the May holiday. Welcome to the Bold.com Tech Lab podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bold.com. Showing you our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. We are looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here. As always, we have a bunch of ideas to share in this series. This is how we do IT. I'm hosting this show together with Peter Brouwers. My name is Peter Paul van der Beek. We both have performed several roles in IT here at Ball.com. With that background and all the experience that came with it, we are really looking forward to share insights and learnings with you. As podcast makers, we are very happy that we can talk about a subject that is very close to ours. In this episode, we talk about one of the recent product launches. Besides the already existing All You Can Read subscription, we developed an audiobook subscription together with Rakuten Kobo. In the world that is dominated by pictures and movies, the book itself and reading is under pressure. But we also see that the audience for listening on demand is growing if you look at Spotify's of the, uh, at the Spotify's of this world. People get used to the concept of all you can watch, listen, etc. If you look at the Netflixes. Again, tech is driving this also for the introduction of the audiobook subscription. And our guests of today's show know everything about this. Time to introduce them. Yeah, so today we have uh, Emily. She's responsible for uh, subscriptions in our reading and learning uh, shop. Welcome, Emily. And we have Hisham, he's a test engineer in the team that's responsible for the delivery of digital goods. And digital goods in this uh, sense means ebooks, games, and of course, the audiobooks. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, for, uh, for our listeners, um, can you describe our audiobook uh, offering and the subscription that we offer? Yes. Uh, so we launched uh, both subscriptions, but also the individual sale of audiobooks. Um, so we have about uh, 120,000 audiobooks available in different languages, uh, where the average price per audiobook is 12 to 13 euros. So it's relatively expensive compared to ebooks, and that's why we also launched a subscription model. So we have three subscriptions. We have unlimited ebooks, unlimited audiobooks, and a combination of unlimited e and audiobooks, uh, all priced lower than the individual audiobooks for sale, and the ebook. Subscription has about 95,000 uh, ebooks available, and we have about 25,000 audiobooks in the subscription available. So, a lot to listen. Okay. And we, we already had the audiobooks on uh, CD in the shop. So, how does this difference? Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. We already had audiobooks on CD. The difference is that these are digital audiobooks. Uh, so, you can listen them via uh, the app we developed. Uh, we developed this uh, together with our partner Kobo. So it's called the Ball.com Kobo app. You can find it for iOS and Android. Uh, and all you have to do is download the app, add your audiobook, and then you can start listening um, on your phone. You can use it on your tablets. You can also connect it to, for example, CarPlay. So you can use it whenever and wherever you are. Okay, and the, the audiobook version works the same as the as the ebook version. You just have to have the subscription or buy the individual things and make sure that they are on the device of your cho choose to uh, actually... Yeah, listen to them instead of read them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So for an ebook, you can put it on your e-reader or via the app. Yes. Uh, for audiobooks, you can only use the app, which you can put sure. on your uh, phone or tablet. 
and you just plug in your headphones, press play, or download the book, press play, and then you can start listening. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And from a business uh, perspective, uh, yeah, what do, did we have to do to implement this, to make this happen for our customers? <laughs> well, um, so our customers were already talking about audiobooks uh, quite a while ago. Uh, so were publishers. So that's what triggered us thinking about you know, we should develop this. So first we started thinking about what should the proposition be? Should we just sell individual audiobooks or should we have a subscription? Um, if we decide we want to have a subscription, what should it look like? Is it just audiobooks? Is it a combination? Uh, can you up and downgrade from one subscription to another? How should it work? Uh, what's the price going to be? So all these questions were answered before we started yeah, developing things. So that's step one. Um, and then we looked at, uh, so what are the business requirements? If this is what we want, what do we need to actually create and develop this? Um, and then IT started their job. And while they were developing, we thought of all other business-related questions. So marketing, uh, PR, uh, internal communications, photography, copy, design, uh, customer service. So basically anything that was needed to inform all our .com colleagues, but also obviously all of our customers uh, of the launch of audiobooks and how to use the product. So, and then they came to you, uh, Hisham, because then they have all the business requirements and then uh, basically the knock on the door of one of our IT teams and you were one of the people in the IT team, one of the team members. So what happened? They came to you and... Yeah, it was a challenge uh, because we always uh, have the approach to think in uh, taking small steps mm -hmm. and deliver small features. Yeah. Uh, with this approach in mind, we try to uh, mitigate uh, the risks and mm -hmm. um, don't step into the pitfalls of... Uh, uh, complex IT processes. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a challenge because we were depending on the plans of our external partner Kobo to yeah. realize them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and we needed to align uh, those plans. Exactly. So they uh, wanted a, a big bang approach and mm -hmm. we wanted to uh, take uh, several smaller steps. Okay. Uh, but first thing we did is uh, we want to implement uh, first the new feed uh, API. Uh, so part of the complex, uh, complexity has been removed mm -hmm. and feed API is for uh, getting the new products uh, into the catalog. Exactly. So the, so the feed API is basically, uh, so they tell us what offerings they have so we can show it on the website to our customers. Exactly. Uh, okay. And uh, the second step is to implement uh, Audiobooks a la carte uh, version. So uh, customers can buy a single uh, audiobook. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. the next step. Yeah. Uh, the third step is we implement the flow to borrow an audiobook. Yeah, so, so the limited... Uh... Exactly, for the audio-only subscription. Yeah. And the last step was uh, to realize the upgrade and the downgrade from different uh, subscriptions. Exactly, so where you had, for example, already had um, uh, like the e-book subscription, you yeah. could upgrade to, to uh, audiobooks, yeah, to the combined exactly. uh, version. Okay. And in, in the end, did you just do these steps yourself or do, could we um, have our partner also follow us in, in that? Uh... Yeah, for them it was a little bit dif different because they, um, they forced us to use the feed API mm -hmm. for audiobooks yeah. while we already had a, f uh, a feed API for ebooks. That mm -hmm. was an older one. So yeah. they forced us to do these uh, both things at the okay. same time. Yeah. So that was the challenge for us. 
So in this feed, we get the, the product information from Kobo for yeah. all the audiobooks exactly. that are uh, available. So we don't have to uh, connect all the publishers. Kobo is doing that for us. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, so publish, publishers send all the information to Kobo. So, for example, narrator is very important for an audiobook who narrates the book. And that's one of the things that is put into the feed. And then we receive it and then we can publish it on the website. So that's where we get our product information from. Yeah. So what you see as customer before you want to uh, to buy it. And when you buy it, just to, to get clear how it works, uh, how does this uh, uh, audio file gets on my application? Where does it come from? Uh, you Can uh, we share that or is that... No, you can. Uh, if you buy a single uh, audiobook, uh, you have to download the Bold.com app, uh, the Bold.com Kobo app. And you can log in with with your Bold.com credentials and uh, just listen to the, the, uh, the single audiobook. Yeah, but where is it delivered from? Is it? It's is delivered it? from uh, the the feed API from Kobo. So that's also in the in yeah. the feed. Uh, so the moment you you buy it, it, it you get it via the, the feed as well. Yeah. So, okay. Exactly. No. Clear. Just to, just for me to get it to, to understand it. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey and. Yeah, been in some other uh, IT uh, projects uh, uh, like this as well. So you, uh, uh, you're naming these quite uh, clear steps basically. But uh, in my experience, sometimes, uh, like in phase two or three, then uh, there come some new requirements from the business. <laughs> Did it also happen here? Because I was just interested in some of these surprises. Yeah. <laughs> Could you elaborate on that a little? What, what happened and how did we? Solve things basically. Um, one of the things was, uh, yeah, front end uh, capacity is is a, uh, yeah, something what we really, yeah, it's an issue. We are yeah, trying to uh, yeah to get the front end capacity, and mm -hmm. that's uh, yeah we don't have that much people who uh, work yeah. on the front end. And you're so working always on very important projects, exactly. so it's very too hard to get them to your <laughs> pro project. That's true. <laughs> so it was a challenge. Uh, do this by ourselves or uh, leave it to the experts and mm -hmm. uh, and yeah we we tried to do it by ourselves and that was a little bit uh, yeah difficult so at okay. the end we still needed the help from uh, webshop uh, guys and yeah they helped us out so uh, at the end it was a yeah a success okay Okay, so you, so you choose for a hybrid situation where you do it a little yourself, yeah. ask some help, and they did some finishing touches. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. Hey. Did you work together on uh, on projects like this or, uh, before with, with IT? Uh, no, I started my job here in October, uh, and that basically after my first week of getting to know everyone, I was told, well, good luck. You're going <laughs> to, you know, project. launch <laughs> audiobooks. And we wanted some time before, uh, preferably uh, the May holiday. So that basically this was my first, I did some work with IT security before. I worked in marketing and I did a lot of IT security projects, uh, but never with so many IT teams involved uh, on this scale. Yeah. So, and what was your experience doing, doing that? <laughs> my experience? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it was really nice having uh, um, working together with the IT team, as I've never had this sort of a relationship with an IT team that works, you know, only on your project. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really good. Um, I was introduced to the IT way of working a little bit. That was also good. So we had uh, daily stand-ups in, in the end, for example, and you know, making sure we could update each other on what was needed. Um, I think one of the bigger challenges was uh, me 
being new and wanting everything. So we made this business plan of what is uh, 1000% what we want to deliver. And in the beginning, we never said, okay, but when are we going to be happy? So if 80% is done, are we also going to be happy? No, we also always said we want 150%. And then once you get, you know, it's November, December, January, February, and then you realize, oh, wait, we've got two months left um, and we cannot deliver 150%. So then you had to decide, you know, what you're going to skip and cut out of the project. For me, that was really difficult, uh, but I think we did very well working together with the IT team. Yeah. They helped the business as well, deciding, okay, but if you leave this, you can have this or make this smaller and then we can make it happen. So that was, for me, was really, uh, really nice working together. Yeah, to fine tune what is the minimal marketable feature we want to uh, to get, go live with. Exactly, but I think that, that what, you're, what you're saying, Emily, is ook that uh, for that you need also input from the IT team for what's easy to uh, accomplish, what's very difficult task. And what does that mean for, for reaching deadlines or not? You really need to work together with the, with the IT teams. And I think they're, in general, doing a great job there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I really like that as well. Yeah. Cool. So, so was this moment, this moment that you realized, okay, the, I, we don't get the, the 150% as of the date we want to go live. Uh, we, we need to go as, and start smaller. Was this uh, moment a real breakthrough? And, and did you see a, another way of working afterwards? Um, yeah. Yes, we did. For uh, for example, like uh, the front end work, it took us too many time to, uh, yeah, and it was very complex. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, we uh, we needed help from uh, the web shop teams, and they uh, checked the stories, they estimated them, and they said, yeah, we really need some four extra weeks more work. Mm -hmm. So that was also uh, yeah good to give us feedback to uh, Emily. And then we, uh, yeah, rescheduled the launching date. And, uh, yeah, that was a good collaboration. But if we, yeah, uh, struggled, then, yeah, we had another issue. So not uh, getting live at the same time. And yeah. yeah, and I think it helped. So we, we struggled in the beginning sharing. We had an IT perspective mm -hmm. and a business perspective. We both had the same goal but a different perspective. And in the beginning, we didn't really share our perspective for our issues. And once we realized, hey, we're not going to make the deadline, we started sharing why it was so important for business to have this specific feature or to, you know, make this date. And IT started sharing, like, the possibilities as well and the way of working. And then all of a sudden, we sort of understood each other. Yeah. And so I think the final few weeks were actually the best in the project. Yeah. Because we had a lot of discussions, but afterwards, we worked together even better than before. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. Nice. Yeah, cool. <laughs> hey, uh, Hisham, uh, you being a, a test engineer, um, were there any special things that we had to consider because yeah, we were testing and working together with an external partner? Did we have to do special things that we wouldn't have done when we would work with just internal teams? Yeah, sure. We had, uh, for example, uh, we needed to connect to the Android and iOS devices on uh, the test environment of mm -hmm. Kobo. Yeah. That that took some uh, time to whitelist uh, IP addresses, mm -hmm. and so yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. Um, when Kobo did a deployment on their uh, test environment, they mm -hmm. removed all the data, so all the test data was was set there. So uh, test accounts, uh, audiobooks, they were removed. So after deployment, uh, yeah, we needed to ask them, okay, can you put also new 
uh, audiobooks again, and we had to create our new test account. Mm -hmm. So that okay. was a yeah. different uh, approach. Mm -hmm. uh, our content security uh, policy uh, blocked uh, Kobo audio samples in the web shop. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, yeah, because they are hosted on uh, other um, surfaces. Yeah. That is something uh, new. And um, we had also a time difference because uh, the team was building uh, the apps and uh, the ops guys, they were in Toronto. Yeah. So we also needed to uh, to align our meetings and because, yeah, because of the time difference. So yeah, so you had just like a few hours of <laughs> yeah, a day to hours. meet basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. those uh, things were... Uh, and. And uh, the distance, eh? you, you're not uh, sitting uh, next to each other, but that's so everything was done via Slack channel. Mm -hmm. But that was, uh, yeah, very good. We had very uh, quick response and uh, they helped us out. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So where we used to working with IT teams were in the same location. You now had basically a distributed team. Yeah. And we had to accommodate for uh, yeah all the things that you do when you need a distributed team. So, uh account for time zone differences, um, uh, make sure that yeah, you each give a little, take a little uh, yeah. in a collaboration like that. Um, yeah, all stuff like that. So you can't go visit another team, which you would no, do uh, with internal teams here, as I know. Uh, we did the kickoff with, uh, yeah. with, uh, um, with Cowboy in August, mm -hmm. so to align the plans and yeah, that. And at the end, with uh, during launch, they were also uh, visitors here. Okay. So, yeah, those you know, two moments, you're really uh, next to each other. Yeah. But in between, yeah, it's uh, Slack and uh, all the other ways of communicating with each other. Yeah, and once you, you're getting used to that and settled and know what the, 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 the yeah, arrangements are for that, yeah. then it works Yeah, then it's worked well. fine. Yeah, good. But it's always good to have a face uh, behind the name. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> true, true. So, so you had some testing... Uh, Challenges as well, and the way of working together. Well, other things in terms of uh, working together, uh, the Bullet.com is a platform, a retail platform. Um, how does this uh, proposition fits in the in the Bullet.com as a platform uh, strategy? Um, well, so we started in 1999 as the first uh, online book retailer, uh, and I think from then on we've really innovated in the for the entire bottle.com, obviously, but also in the book department in the past 20 years. So I wrote a few dates down. Uh, in 2014, we partnered with Kobo um, and starting the digital revolu revolution, as we say, yeah. in yeah. Uh, the Netherlands and in Belgium. Um, and then in 2017, we launched uh, the unlimited ebook subscription, Kobo Plus. So I think it's a, a natural development then to look at the market, what's happening in the market, but also at publishers and customers, what innovations are wanted and needed. Uh, one of them was audiobooks, so it makes sense to you know partner with Kobo again and two years later launch audiobooks then. Yeah, so, so Bull.com as a platform, Kobo is our partner in this, so if, if you want to uh, add to the uh, audio selection for, for Bull.com, you have to go to Kobo and yeah, it makes sense. We're there. happy with the yeah. partnership. We have yeah. a long history. Okay. Um, yeah. It fits into the book department to keep innovating. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a nice one. Um, yeah, so so you uh, worked together closely in, in, in the end of the period just before uh, getting the uh, subscription uh, and audiobooks live. Um, 
what does that mean for agility for you in, in business? Kind because you you are you preparing the launch date, your communication, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and then the IT team comes up and say, well. Sorry, but hey, <laughs> what the? <laughs> yes, it may be very agile. No. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's so uh, when first you realize, hey, maybe we have to postpone launch or switch some dates, it's, uh, I thought, oh no, what am I going to do? But then you make a list of everything that's planned and you start phoning everyone. So you have people from PR, from uh, marketing, uh, you have the publishers who are all informed of a specific launch date. Um, so for me, it just meant informing everyone. And I was very happy with the way everyone responded because everyone was super nice and they all understood it's a big IT project. So obviously it's difficult to make certain deadlines. And um, so I think everyone was flexible enough to then move to dates. Um, but then it was, uh, I think it was tricky because then we said, okay, then we want to launch the 7th of May. And for example, we did a lot of radio um, and you can you know, buy radio slots up till a certain date. So there's always a day when you have to say, okay, this is it. Is and yeah. after this, <clears throat> it's fixed. This is the date. And if you're not live, then we're going to throw away the money, basically. So I think that was a little nerve-wracking in the end. But that was why we had daily stand-ups to discuss, okay, this is the day we have to decide, are we going to make it or not? Do we want to cancel radio or not? The IT team said, no, we think it's going to be okay. Okay, then we keep it. So basically, day by day, we looked at the deadlines from the different uh, perspectives and said, okay, yes, we can keep it or we need to cancel it or replace it or postpone it. So, but then you, you made it, uh, the, the seventh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the launch date. You yeah. can really feel the tension that you're <laughs> <laughs> right now. So, and also so. the banner uh, on the landing page, yeah, that was a challenge. Oh, yes, that's a good oh. one. Yeah, so we, were, uh, we launched on the 7th of May in the morning and on the 6th of May, we were all together from 6 in the morning, I think. Uh, we had the big room down... Uh, uh, at ball.com and everyone who was involved could walk in and out all day to do we had this major planning so they could do it in the room together with everyone else uh, Kobo was there and um, we were just putting things live throughout the day this is what we also discussed together and we informed different newspapers that we were going li to go live the 7th and we gave them all the information and the embargo so they couldn't use it until the 7th but because we were putting things live for example the uh, the landing pages they could go to ball.com and already see some things happening. And they said, well, we can see your landing pages live. So mm, one of the newspapers then said, or an online website said, okay, we're going to publish. So all of a sudden on the Monday at five in the evening, they published uh -uh. and we weren't fully live yet. And we told them, but still they said, no, we're going to publish. So we said, okay, what are we going to do? Uh, Tamara was there from PR and we decided, okay, we're going to take everything offline again. So pff, turned everything off again. <laughs> Uh, we had new.nl on the phone, ad.nl, and they also wanted to publish. Well, luckily, Tamara um, yeah, convinced them to wait till the next morning. So we waited again till 11 in the evening, put everything online again, and then we were unofficially live. So that was, um, yeah. yeah, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so they are newspapers, so they want to get, yes. uh, yeah. they want to be first as well. So, okay. Yes, so that was, uh, nice but insight. then again, that was the... The biggest surprise, I think, everything yeah. went very smooth except for that. So we were happy. Yeah. yeah. So what? Um, and then the, the customers came in. What, what did we uh, add afterwards after launch date? What? Uh, we had some uh, small uh, bugs to fix in the web shop, and uh, some flows were were not, uh, yeah, uh, finished up uh, yet. Yeah, so. Yeah. So that uh, was we had some aftercare. Um, also, uh, four weeks after launching, 
We had the rebuilding process. Eh? We are needed to check that also if it's uh, if the claims go uh, right and uh, so basically the subscription fees uh, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Good we had uh, four weeks after launching, we had an aftercare uh, phase. But all went well. Yeah, it went well, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the numbers also are increasing now, and uh, yeah, it's looking good, and we didn't have any big uh, uh, emergency, so uh, we were, uh, we were, yeah, we were happy. So then that means testing went well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did it together with Kobo, and uh, yeah, we had a good collaboration. I think uh, they also have uh, the credits on their side. From a personal point of view, what did you learn in this uh, project? Uh, for me, um, yeah, despite uh, this, uh, the big differences between uh, Kobo and uh, Bold.com, we're able to co coordinate the plans and uh, way of working, so we can realize such a cool project. Um, and both Kobo and Bold.com took away uh, improvements, um, yeah, in the way of working. The most important one being that we even can think small in smaller steps. Cool. That was uh, my yeah, takeaway. Great. great. And yours? Uh, yeah, for me it was, um, so I've been working at Bold.com for over two years and I always enjoyed it. And I think people that work at Bold.com are great. But this, uh, this project amazed me because I think there were so many people involved. I think our project team existed of 50 to 60 people that were closely involved and then were even more involved you know, around that. Um, and the way our colleagues were, you know, involved and enthusiastic about everything. Whenever you were walking, you know, to grab lunch, you were all like, oh, how's audiobooks going? And the day before lunch, um, uh, Margaret and Oscar came having a look, oh, how's it going? So I think the, the way the company handled this, like it was a big, exciting lunch, but it felt like we were doing it with the whole company instead of just with a group of people. So for me, that was very, very, yeah, very yeah. special. Sure. Yeah. But Paul, looking at you, one questions left or no? No questions left. Right? No, just just want to share, but uh, because uh, basically the the ebooks part, the ebook subscription really helped my kids to uh, to enjoy learning again because it's so easy for them uh, to access uh, access uh, this, and we've been okay. using audiobooks on all the platforms and we're switching now oh, to this nice. one. So I, I, I re uh, from a personal perspective, <laughs> I want to bring that in. It really helped them. For example, my my daughter, I, if you see. How many books she starts to reading after we gave her uh, the Kobo subscription? That's amazing. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I'm really <laughs> enthusiastic about that part oh, cool. as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Okay. Yeah, Do you guys listen to audiobooks yourself? Well, I listen to podcasts a lot, and uh, yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. audiobooks. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in the past, uh, and our uh, my kids uh, are uh, when we are in the car, they they cannot on the tablet because they uh, they get ill so and in in those moments we listen to audio uh, books but that was on cd okay and mm. then you go to the uh, library and you get the cd so now this is a great new opportunity I yeah think. so uh, let's try it i would say nice yeah, yeah. yeah we use this uh, in the car basically uh, for if you're yeah, basically traveling in the netherlands we use audio books and not no video basically because yeah. you have to listen to spoken words yeah. i'm <laughs> such a parent <laughs> <Very good. laughs> Yeah, let's go to the closing round. What's your, yeah, the, the takeaway you want to uh, share with us? Yeah, for me, it was uh, collaborating with uh, with Kobo and um, just uh, when the pressure is there, keep calm 
and uh, yeah, keep communicating with each other. That's uh, for me uh, the most important takeaway because you feel uh, yeah, there is distance and automatically you will uh, yeah, stay in your own area and work hard. But the important thing is to, okay, we should do this together, step out of your uh, comfort zone and uh, yeah. Reach out, to reach talk out. to them. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for me, it's that uh, audiobooks are great. Because <laughs> I, I obviously I started listening to audiobooks when I uh, uh, started in October. But from I listen to audiobooks all the time. So I listen to them when I drive to work, uh, while I'm grocery shopping, when I'm cooking, when I'm working out. I'm the biggest promoter of audiobooks <laughs> you can imagine. Uh, so I'm really glad that we as Ball.com can offer this to our customers as well. Uh, and if you want any tips or recommendations, people can always find me or email me because I have a whole list of things I can share. And uh, <laughs> yeah, basically that. Nice. You're now triggering me with, with one aspect of the, uh, well, listening to audiobooks or podcasts. It's, it's um, increasing your uh, in attention to, to, to listen to something. So when you just listen to the radio, you get yeah. dis distracted all the, all the times. But you, when you start listening to, to, to audiobooks, you, uh, you're increasing that level. So that's also uh, good to, to realize. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks uh, Emily and Hisham for sharing your stories with us. Um, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I had this, this interview with you, Emily, a couple of months ago, uh, I didn't realize there was that, that much behind this story uh, already by then. Um, so it was really insightful uh, for us. Hope you enjoyed it as much as, uh, as we did. And yeah, uh, maybe okay. yeah, yeah, combine really. by another uh, occasion. It was great. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, check some of the others and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun! <laughs>